Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Game Logic. Today's episode was recorded on May the 10th, 2022. I'm your host, Game Psychologist, and with me, as always, maybe having a screw loose. Caffeine rage. And no, we know we. I don't have a screw loose. My phone's working. Touche. Oh, on today's show, we will, of course, be discussing a couple of games that we have played. Microsoft does a couple of neat things. WWDoop. WWE signs a deal for a new wrestling RPG, EA and FIFA breakup, Square Enix embraces the Embracer group, and if time allows, we'll have a Steam Discovery queue. Timestamps will be in the show notes following their respective topics. Hello, Rage. Hello. How are you? Uh, Doing all right, just uh, possibly costing you money. Thank you. I love it when you cost me money. <laughs> Yeah, you have me looking at bowls and trays. Oh, yeah, those are nice. Put, like, some um, little labels on them. Or or post-it notes whenever you're disassembling something. Yeah, that would also work. Yeah, I, I like that. I like it. You, you're right, you probably cost me some money. Or if you want to be really fancy, uh, some of the uh, dry, or some chalkboard uh, labels. Ooh. <laughs> have you have you ever seen the chalkboard paint? Yes, uh, paint. and it's and it's literally just paint with grit in it. You could make it pretty easily. Well, all right, good to know. But yes, you you very well have almost certainly definitely cost me some money, but that's okay. These are useful. Sometimes you cost me money on things that are like. I I have no need for them, no use for them, other than like, ooh. <laughs> right. Granted, I'm a grown-ass man. I can ooh at whatever I want. But anyways. um, Yes. How have you been this week? Um, or I guess two weeks now, right? True. Last week, we I, I was not in a state of mind to record. Uh, I don't want to get super into it because I don't want to be made, I don't want to make myself feel even more sad about it. But in the United States, we are, are sliding backwards more quickly than many people would, it, would like with the whole Roe v. Wade deal. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who wants to talk about it more, either because you don't live in the U.S. or um, you're not as political as us, I would be willing to talk to you about it. But like last week, God, I got bombarded by a lot of people, understandably, being very upset, very scared about what it could mean, both for the near future and for the distant future. And um, it all happened on Tuesday. And I just was like, I'm fried. I can't do I can't focus tonight. I just need to go to bed early. Well, well if you want to have a, a laugh slash. Ugh. Susan Collins called 911 over abortion rights uh, vandalism in front of her house. <laughs> no, no, no. It gets better. But also, it's, from, it, it's from Not the Onion. It was, <laughs> it, it, it was protesters writing messages on the sidewalk in chalk. <laughs> but also... Uh... Right? 
You're right. That was exact the exact response I had. It's almost like you've known me for years and are like my best friend or something. You know me. You know me. Not in that sense. No. No. Bad <laughs> bad bad touch. You don't bad. know me in the biblical sense of the way they use the word no. Uh well, considering the Bible, uh no means yes in that. True. So anyways, yes, it has been two weeks since we have done a record. Um, but it's it's been a good two weeks for you, mostly, mm-hmm. relatively. I've, I've been here. Uh, I told you Sunday night when we had our manly, our man time, driving trucks and stuff. Uh, we didn't because my... Yeah. Some of my games were installed on those external drives that were dead, so we, we didn't. We just talked, but... Yeah, yeah which... Why would you install it on an external drive? I because <laughs> I just did. I don't know. I, you didn't pay attention to what drive it was installing. It's just oh, that has enough space. Let's go for it. Yeah, it's got a more, more or less. Yes, that's got enough space. It's fine. I know. I, I know what this like, deep... I have a feeling that's why uh, the hard drives had a lot more wear on it than what you thought. I know what my C drive is. Obviously, in my D drive, and then I've got two uh, drives. Uh, well, what, labeled... what, about, what about your D drive and your computer? Oh my! Then I've got two drives labeled A and B, and A the A drive was the one that died, like is dead, dead. That it had head head crash. No wonder it, it crashed. You're using fucking floppy disks. <laughs> but um, yeah. I, I, oh, hang on, I need to explain for those who don't know. Back in the day, we used to have a 3D printed version of the save icon, only it wasn't 3D printed, it's what it what the save icon was based on, called a floppy disk. They came in big uh, black ones that Jared would have really liked. Oh my. And, and little more colorful ones that it was more like the save icon. And, and this is why the boot drive on a computer is usually C, is that the floppy drives would be allocated automatically to A and B. Yes. I had a, a big stack of, of big black uh, big black D's. Your poor uh, wife. I had uh, colored ones as well. I had I had all of them. Uh just checking. You you do realize it's not politically correct to call them colored anymore, right? Yes. Okay. I have drives going all the way from A to I, so that's what nine. A B C D E F G H I. Yeah, nine. I have nine drives. No, uh, no, no. Had. I had nine drives. Currently, I'm down to six. I think the reason why your drives failed is that you put you're slamming them a lot harder than you think because you're just installing random shit to the external backup drives. No, the backup drives A and B were were left alone it's purely for backup stuff. Now the rest of the drives, fuck it, open season, my guy. Obviously, but I mean, you know, like I, I talked about this more in depth on a Franken episode that'll be out whenever we need it. But it's just one of those things. Like it got built up over time. Like I would just get a drive, and I'm like, well, I'll plug it in. I could use it for something. And then I have this giant spider's nest of USB cables and hubs and 
drives all like stacked up on top of each other. And it's like, hmm, I may have a problem. Oh, well. <laughs> this would be a problem for future Jared. And uh, I'm now future Jared. So thanks, past Jared. <laughs> uh, so speaking of spouters deaths. Yeah. Uh, why don't you uh, tell the lovely people about a game that you played? Uh, so I played a game. I mean, it's not great, but it's not bad. It's satisfactory. hi uh, I know, I know. I've made that joke to you a couple times already, but it never gets old to me. Or me. Uh, so, satisfactory, first-person, factorial-esque, factory-building game. And it's kind of sucked me in. And I've tried to get into this genre a few times. And I've bounced off a, a few times for various reasons. Factoro, partly because playing with people that were way above my skill level, and, you know, it's just, what the hell, right? Yeah. But also, Factorio also, or sorry, Factorio, uh, uh, has this mechanic in it that I really don't like. Where it feels like it's punishing you for playing it because of the pollution mechanic. Yeah, and it felt overly <laughs> punishing if you got bad luck on the world generation. Technically, I guess you could put Rim World in this uh, area as well. If you you know treat your colony like a. Uh, uh, a factory, and you know, obviously, I absolutely love uh, uh, Rim World. Uh, I've tried uh, Craftopia, uh, the MMO uh, anime esque one, and I just it had too much MMO in it for me, ironically enough, right? Yeah, I liked Craftopia, I think I've talked about it on the show. I yeah, yeah, talked about it to you, yeah, I didn't, I played it actually before you did, but I just I pretty much immediately bounced off of it because. It was a little too MMO for Tommy. Yeah. So, yeah, this is like try three uh, uh, on this uh, genre with a Satisfactory from actually the Humble Ukraine bundle. So, yeah, wasn't really sinking a lot into it. Just, yeah, I'll try this. And kind of, yeah, got sunk, uh, sucked, sucked in. And I think part of it is that, one, it doesn't actively punish you for playing the game, which is nice. There, there is dangers. There are things you have to watch out for, and there are, uh, yeah, uh, uh, areas that are pretty much off limits to you till you know mid to late game. But I, I think part of it is the fact that yeah, you, know, you could kind of play at your own pace at least for now. This is an early access game, and pretty much everything I say about this game can change on the next update because who knows, right? Yeah. So, uh, Satisfactory is a factory-building game where you're put down on an alien world to build, essentially, a space elevator. Uh, that's pretty much all the story they have so far. It, the story's not complete, and a lot of the story elements are just not in the game yet, which is probably my biggest demerit for the game, because a lot of the challenges in the game also sp uh, spawn from these things that are in the game as placeholders. So, you know, you have, like, two major alien artifacts that do weird shit whenever you're around them. And until you co collect them, and the game's you know, yelling at you, essentially, to collect them. Uh, but they don't do anything. Uh, and the only other 
resource that you could collect that, you know, it doesn't even behave that way. The game actually ignores this. Power slugs that allow you to overclock a particular building to a degree, depending on what uh, you know, flavor of power slug you picked up. Did you pick the yellow one or the red one? Did you get a gold one or a purple one? I can't remember all the colors. Uh, 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 blue is the most common. And I've gotten one orange one, which, well, that was a battle because I'm, you know, went into it kind of underprepared because I just have the rebar gun because where I started, I'm way, way, way far away from oil. <laughs> the rebar gun is the single shot Yeah. one? Okay. Yeah, th- it's still very limited on the uh, weapons. Uh, there's, you have essentially the taser. Then you upgrade it to the bat taser, as in a taser that's the uh, that's shaped like a bat, not you know a you know bat taser like Batman. <laughs> oh, uh, and then you eventually get the rebar gun, uh, and it really depends on kind of your research as well. You have uh, the ma'am that uh, uh, is driving your research, but it depends on particular resources that you find. And some of them can be very, very annoying to find. So there's two other weapons? That, yeah, there's uh, the well, rebar there gun, more. and then, then there's just a rifle. Yeah, I think they call it something else, because like, it's not a actual gun gun. I think it's like a rivet gun or something. No, it's a rifle. It. It's oh, a gun. Okay, so it's just a straight-up gun. I think that they... I can't remember, because it's been like two years, but I got it, and there's a whole thing about like... You know, you're not allowed to have real firearms. This is a converted construction tool or whatever. And then, and then there's like dynamite. You can get. Oh dynamite. yeah, there's dynamite too. That, uh, and uh, they're tied to different resource uh, tech trees. Well, which depending on how lucky and unlucky you have, uh, you are, you might, you know, right, uh, have mm-hmm. issue with. Uh. Like I said, where I am, oil is you know, way far away, so getting the rifle, which requires plastics for the circuit boards and also uh, for the rubber to uh, you know, make the gun itself, never mind the the uh, cartridges, which also require rubber, it, it's a bit of a hassle. So I'm just making do with the rebar gun for now, which is... Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, they they just say straight out that or I should say at least uh from the wiki because yeah, this is pretty much a wiki game. You can play it without it, but I just I can't imagine doing so, really, right? Yep. Although I will say I've played through a lot of it without the wiki cuz it's been in early access for 3 years, 4 4 years. It's been a while. Um, it was an oh, early access. Well, there are some things that they don't explain very well, like the fluid dynamics. So, uh, to uh, uh, trying to think of a good way to uh, to say it, so uh, you start off with biomass generators. Yeah, essentially, you're burning uh, leaves and then eventually wood, and you know, compressing that down into biofuel. To uh, uh, which the advantage of is that. Uh, there's more energy per item, so you're doing it less often, and 
There's no way to automate that. Well, short of mods, which we'll get to mods. Uh, and then you progress to coal power, which is your kind of first set it and forget it thing. But short of sitting there and doing a lot of math on how much water is produced uh, from a water uh, uh, pump, uh, how the uh, pipes work, because the pipes are a little counterintuitive, because uh, a bank of uh, coal power plants uh, takes uh, exactly the amount of uh, water that three uh, water pumps uh, uh, produce, but the three water pumps produce more water than can go through a Mark One pipe. So, right? Yeah. So, uh, it's uh, there is a community solution to that, and I, maybe you would have been able to figure it out eventually. But it's more just the the, the fluids act a little strangely. Yeah, basically you have to run uh, your water in a like a giant loop, so it kind of auto balances its uh, flow out because it will split the uh, production, uh, and essentially the pressure uh, equalizes, and it, and then you have uh, stuff like head lift where the water pumps could only lift its uh, lift push water so high, and if you start to get to a certain point, and also if you uh, happen to connect a uh, a uh, tank to it to uh, a fluid buffer to you know act as well a buffer. Well, they don't tell you in game at all that uh, the fluid buffer changes the amount of head lift that the system has based on the amount of water in the fluid buffer. They don't say anything about that. So I was having trouble with my fuel with my coal system because. I was trying to get it over this slight hill. But because I had a fluid buffer connected, not even on the main line, on a side line, but because the game looks at the last item that I could see from a particular pipe, and the fluid buffer was technically closer than the pumps, it was using the head lift from the fluid buffer, even though it, you know, it should have been pushing out, not in. Right? Right. So there's mechanics that can be very frustrating to run into if you don't start you know, diving on the wiki a little bit. Which I'm sure that, yeah, people that's been playing this a lot longer than me uh, and has gotten a lot further than me are thinking uh, me dumb for uh, not realizing that. They don't say that anywhere in game. Fluid dynamics weren't in the game the last time I played. I remember oh. when that update came out, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll have to start my world over, huh? <laughs> and then I, I, I never well, played again. Well, they actually have a mod, which that kind of uh, segues nicely into mods, that basically removed the fluid dynamics from the game, so I guess it wasn't particularly popular. So that essentially all the fluids act like gas, so that, you know, you don't have to worry about head lift and, you know... Uh, uh, stuff like that. So, right? I- I'm not yeah. running that particular one because um, I eventually figured out, oh, I'll just put a pump uh, right there at the uh, uh, at the fluid buffers because I wanted to have a, uh, a fluid buffer kind of off on the side so that whenever the system produces more fluid than what it needs, it would uh, you know, buffer out. 
which it should have worked like I expected, but because, you know, game mechanics, right? Yeah. Video game logic. Ding. Ding. So, I'm running 30 mods. <laughs> the, the, the modding scene on this game is just unreal. Uh, and I would say that a majority of the mods are fairly well balanced. They're either cosmetic, they unlock something semi-early, which uh, the big offender that that one uh, game-wise that I think is BS. There, well, there's two. There's the hiding the map behind a resource that is very rare to find, or at least very rare where I started. The, the game map, uh, it's not procedurally generated at all, which might be a good thing. Actually, it probably is a good thing. But instead, you start in uh, you can choose in one of uh, several different biomes, and then there's a radius that you can start in that biome that's actually pretty large. So I have it where I could have the map without hunting down a bunch of very rare resources that who knows how long it would take me. Right? Yeah. And the other one is allowing my health to reach into full. In the base game, you get the first three pips of your health regenerated, and that's it. You don't even get all the way back to half health. And the only way to get health back early on is hunt down berries that respawn very slowly. And, oh, well, you know, uh, there's a uh, there's an enemy setting right there on that berry bush, right? Yeah. It, it led to a lot of frustration, so I eventually just, you know, got a regen mod that it regen slowly. It's not, you know, like, you know, uh, uh, take a hit, then, you know, hide behind a boulder while uh, straight, scrape the jam off my face. Like in, like, Call of Duty. Right. Uh, but it's a supplement rather than, you know, I have to eat all the time. But then there's, you know, uh, nice uh, uh, quality of life things, like uh, one of the ones I absolutely love is modular load balancers, which I just really got to the research to be able to utilize pretty well. So the idea of load balancing is in the base game uh, by using conveyor belt splitters and mergers. You can make it so that you could balance out uh, a particular amount of uh, resources to various directions in your uh, area. But to some degree, but it could require a fair amount of spaghetti uh, conveyor belts and uh, splitters and such. This allows you to essentially just Lego together a bunch of splitters. And they have actually a fair amount of them now of uh, programmable ones, ones that you could uh, set flow rates, that sort of thing. Uh, but it's all fairly compact, but it still requires resources. Yeah, it's And it's actually... More expensive to build that than it is to build several like conveyor uh, uh, splitters and mergers, which is how they balance that. And that's how the balance goes for a lot of these. You know, like uh, there's a deep miner that I just got that required a fair amount of uh, high end, uh, at least for where I am, uh, uh, stuff to build uh, to be able to build one of them. And that it requires a fair amount of uh, power to run it. But it 
spits out ra- uh, semi-random resources on the low tier things. Uh, not a uh, not not you know, a, a, a incredibly fast rate, but it, you know it uh, spits out a lot of like iron ore. Then occasionally it'll spit out some uh, some coal and maybe some copper ore. Then it'll spit out maybe some raw quartz, which is the primary reason why I have it. Uh, yeah. Might uh, might spit out some uh, junk and just yeah, all filters down into a conveyor belt, right? Yep. You're saying that's a mod, not a base. That's yeah, that's that, that, yeah, that's okay. one of the mods. Okay, uh, I, I, it, I thought so, but I yeah, I'm talking about or... mods. Yeah, yeah like uh, it requires 500 rotors, 500 cables, 100 smart plating, which uh, is a pain to make, and 250 modular frames. It's very expensive. That's I think, more expensive than one or two of the um, space elevator upgrades. Uh, it's as expensive as the first uh, space elevator upgrade on just the smart plating. Yeah. And that's just the Mark 1. There's a Mark 2 that's even more expensive, which uh, gives uh, those materials plus a few other ones. And it also spits out on two outputs instead of just one. So essentially doubling uh, the stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, a late game thing I have is craftable hard drives that I can't even access yet. Uh, hard drives unlock uh, alternate uh, craft recipes that uh, do different things. Like uh, one of them uh, that I do have uh, is compressed coal. So you could take uh, coal and sulfur and mix them together to make compressed coal, which allows uh, each unit of coal, instead of burning over the course of, like, three seconds, now takes, I think it's uh, 11 seconds, which, considering the amount of resources that you're pumping out, is a huge upgrade. And it makes it so that a single coal mine goes from uh, being able to support eight coal uh, generators to, like, 18. Uh, if you have uh, the right balance of sulfur to go with it. And this is a, a yeah, late game thing. I'm just looking at some of the other ones I have. Uh, and it's just, yeah, a, a lot of very late game quality of life things that are offset by very expensive as well. Which, yeah, to me, that feels balanced, you know? Yeah. I'm just really impressed with the community. It, it is a pretty stable game. I haven't had any uh, crashing issues at all, which you know, is a nice change of pace. I guess my big, like I said, my big issue with it overall is just that you know it is early access, so a lot of the uh, optional challenges that you could run into, you run into them at, for an unfinished thing that, you know, We'll do something later on, which is neat and all, but at the same time, right? <laughs> I don't need to yeah. fight a mini boss for you know work in progress orb, right? Yep. Oh, it does lead to a little bit of frustration. Yeah, they've been work in progress since you know since the beginning. I don't think any of the special resources have gotten any details about them at all. At least they hadn't when when the last time that I had played. Yeah, Again, the you know. yeah the next update which they're teasing right now. So I'm on the southern edge of the map, 
which is a pretty substantial map. I think it's like 30 square kilometers or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're working on a big chunk in the extreme northern section. So, yeah, you know, as about as far away from my base as possible, right? Of course. Gotta get you a good roadshare pen. Yeah, which there are uh, vehicles. I have the tractor right now, which is loaded down with supplies and about to uh, go in uh, the completely opposite direction than I planned to, uh, you know, go tap some oil. So there is that. Yeah. Oh, that is one other thing is I do have a road mod installed that I can build roads with concrete. <laughs> and uh, possibly my other, you know, issue with the game is there's no terrain deformation at all. Uh, you're, there's nothing you can do to you know, uh, try to even things out or uh, anything. You can build uh, foundations, but you know you have to build them to such a height that you know any like unevenness in the terrain doesn't you know break through, which can lead to some frustration because some of the buildings are absolutely massive. I mean, you're building a space elevator, so you know that bottom of it is just huge. Yeah, and yeah, uh, where I started. It's not too much of an issue, but there's a fair amount of rolling planes. So it's either, you know, I have like floating things, which is to irritate me. And I use resources to like build like uh, pillars, which I actually did for like my main factory. I have like uh, underneath it all because it ended up floating slightly because the terrain kind of slipped down. And I didn't notice it when I was putting down all the foundations. So I built a level up and then put on another floor for, like, iron production and everything. And it bugged me so much that I went downstairs and I just put, like, all these giant concrete pillars. <laughs> I do that. It it bugs me. Some There are some things that I have left floating in the air because it's just like, fuck it, there's no other way to do this. Mm-hmm. Or that you know, it would take me so long to make it look right. It would I mean, just be a huge waste of time. So I, I, do, I, I have mean, there are exploding. I mean, I do have like uh, 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 foundations that are kind of embedded, or yeah, looks like they're precariously sitting on top of like a pillar that has a, a windmill on top, which is from the refine power mod. That uh, basically, when I got that. And I was putting windmills in like random locations. They don't say how close uh, they can be before they start, to, uh, you know, impacting one another. They do say that you can't, you know, just pack them, pack them right next to one another, but give no idea about the range. So, you know, I separated them pretty far from one another just to p- try to play it safe. So, you know, like uh, there's this pillar that uh, has, you know, a couple ladders going up, <laughs> leading to a uh, foundation uh, precariously uh, uh, sitting on top of it with a windmill up there, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, I don't really need the windmills anymore, but a little bit of extra uh, power production is always nice. Plus, yeah, they charge the batteries. Yeah, I have like probably if they look nice, uh, they actually don't look too bad. Occasionally, they'll bug out and they'll you know. Uh, look like they're spin- uh, their drill bit spinning instead of like you know these futuristic wind turbines, but they're just airing out the blades, right? Absolutely. Uh, blowing off all the dust, killing all the birds, giving uh, you know everybody nearby cancer, you know, like you do, as one does. Now if they just throw some five G signals in there, 
Oh no, uh, the five G is what you're using to ping all the resources. Oh, Did you know that? didn't know that. Well, good to know now. Good to know that I'm getting my daily five G dose. All right. Is that uh, is that all? Is that the bulk of it? Yeah, I would say it's uh, very worth playing right now. But just be careful because it's one of those games that has a lot of like small projects that kind of roll into big projects that. Yeah, you know, it's like okay, I'll fire this up and do uh, this, this, and this, and then suddenly it's, uh, why is it so dark out? Right. It, 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 it did I feed the cat? And the cat's saying they're tapping me on the shoulder. Hungry. You didn't feed me, you big son of a bitch. To be fair, the cat gaslights you anyway and acts like uh, you haven't fed him, even if you did. That's fair. Uh, he's the amber herd of cats. He gaslights. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, at least he doesn't shit in the bed. Well, that's good. All right. Well, uh, the game that I have been playing that I'm going to talk about, because I've played several games since the last time we recorded, but the one that I'm going to talk about is The Sims 4. So I've had The Sims 4 for a long time. EA gave it away, I don't know, a at few some years point. ago. Yeah, at some point, several years ago. And it's just it's just been kicking around in my origin library for a while they gave it away with a one or maybe two of their content packs like they call call them stuff packs um stuff packs have like extra items in them and stuff so i don't have any well i do have one i bought the star wars expansion because it was on sale for like 50 percent off on star wars day which is still fucking expensive they charge like premium prices for all of their shitty DLC packs, but that's always been a Sims problem. That's not a specifically Sims 4 problem. It's just a problem. So I, I've played the Star Wars, it's called Journey to Bat- Batu. Batu. Um, plus the the base game with the couple of little content expansion packs that I that they gave away is when they gave the base game away. So Sims 4 was I remember it being extremely maligned when it released. Partly because every time they release a new Sims, they reset all of the stuff so they can sell it to you again as DLC packs. Again. And also because they took away one of the Sims 3's biggest, most lo- beloved feature, which was that the entire world was sort of one environment that your character character could go to as opposed to being instanced where you'd have to go to lots essentially you know if you want to go to the gym in sims 3 you're you could walk your sim down the street to the gym or you know you could just click on it and you could follow them as they ran down the street or hopped in their car or whatever that they had to get there whereas in sims 4 it works like to my knowledge every other sims game um, be it the older PC games or the console ones or the mobile ones, that they're instances, you know, little little instances. So you click on the gym and you click travel here and you get a quick loading screen and then your sim is there where you have, have told them to travel. Um, and th- those two things, which I, I totally understand, like I'm not saying that like it's not a big deal or whatever, because I, I do think it's bad whenever studios will try to resell you content that you already have, or that should honestly just be included in the base game, uh, like pets, like, I mean, I know why they do it because people want pets. So they'll play, pay money for it. But like, why the fuck in a game about simulating life? Do you not just give people pets out of the gate money? Right. I, yeah, 
Um, and then I do understand people being frustrated about taking away the sort of single open world experience of the Sims three, the Sims three ran like hot garbage, even heavily modded running bare minimum content packs, like anything other than just the base game, you know, going bare minimum with that using mods still ran like hot garbage. It's a 32 bit game. It doesn't benefit from modern, you know, increases and things like Ram, you do get a little bit of a boost if you have it installed on an SSD versus a hard disk, but it's still a long initial load and it bogs down really quickly. So for a performance standpoint, I honestly think I prefer the Sims 4's instances. Every once in a while, it bugs me. Now, I've played it, I don't know, 15-ish hours over the course of the last week. It's been the game I've played the most. Um, and there's there's been a few times when it has bothered me. Um, but mostly, I think it's fine. Um, I tend to play my Sims in the way that I would like to live my own life, which is to never leave my house and just make <laughs> shit, shit loads of money posting random stuff on the internet and writing like books and doing art. Uh, about gay uh, aliens and sexy Absolutely. adventures. About sexy adventures with gay aliens. So I've I almost never left my house anyways in The Sims 3, and I don't do it much in The Sims 4 either. Um, I have done it a little more. I'll talk about that in a minute with the Star Wars uh, expansion or DLC or whatever. But um, there are some pretty big differences that change the play experience for the better in The Sims 4. Um, the biggest two things... The biggest three things, actually, um, that make The Sims 4, in my opinion, a better game than The Sims 3. The first is your Sims can now multitask, which sounds so simple, but it changes the game quite a lot. They can multitask sort of what I would consider basic tasks while they do complex ones in a way that just makes sense. Like, previously... Your Sims couldn't do things like talk and eat at the same time. So you would eat and then they would build their, you know, social time talking to people. And now they can do both at the same time. They can talk and eat at the same time. Talking can be done alongside most tasks. Only certain like really complicated tasks will your Sims not talk and it will queue up a talk action after they they finish their complex action. Like if you're installing upgrades on your appliances or if you're engaged in like if one of, if your Sims has got sort of a work from home style career, um, if they're working, they will not talk to other Sims. Like if you're, you know, like if you're a programmer and you do game development and your Sim works from home, um, then they won't talk to other Sims while they're working, but pretty much the rest of the time, any two actions can be done in parallel which makes a big difference to the way that you play the game because then you don't have to think so much about like queuing up like okay i need to do this so that my sim will eat before they have a huge like mood drop because they're hungry then go talk to whoever at the party to build my social skills it's just like they do them both it it really is a big game changer um the second thing is that the ai is a lot smarter and you get more options for how autonomous your Sims will be if you're not playing them. 
Um, for starters, you can give the AI some basic parameters for when you're not playing the sim. So you can set it to um, self-care, which is they will do the basics and not to not die and not be sad. You know, they'll go to work, they will feed themselves, they will make sure all of their needs are being met. And otherwise, you know, they won't really do anything that gets in the way. They won't make any major, major changes to the house. Um, they cannot no longer get pregnant without you, your, you know, setting it to do so or you directly doing it, which was one thing that's really frustrating. Like if your sim, like if you left um, a sim or if you had multiple sims in the same town, your sims, if you stopped playing a family unit and came back to it, sometimes you might that's have a new, Yeah, you would have a new kid or a new pet or they would have changed careers or it's like, no, I don't. I don't want that. I just wanted to like press pause on this sim family for a little while. So they will still be in the world. You'll still see them out shopping or in the park or whatever, but for all intents and purposes, they are paused. Um, They just do the minimum to take care of themselves. Then you can have them focus on career development. So jobs. Now you have to do more than just go to your job to level up in the career, get promoted. Um, I mean, you can do that, and eventually you'll get promoted if you do nothing different. But ways that you can speed up your promotions and unlock additional sort of bonus content is by completing tasks for your job. So it might be like level up your logic skill to whatever level or complete daily tasks of if you're so my character is a programmer, like my my primary sim. And so one of her daily tasks is to, you know, work on a game or work on an app or something. And so you spend X number of hours working on that um, as like a side project, and it gives you a faster promotion. Um, And so you can set the AI to do those things on their own, and they will focus on career development and then taking care of themselves. So other tasks around the house, like they don't tidy it up as much, or they maybe they don't water the plants, or maybe they don't focus on building up some other skills other than the ones related to their career, but they'll do that. Then there's another one that's some specific ones. Like if you've got a garden, you can have a Sim be a gardener in the background. And so one of the Sims in your household can be the gardener. You can set one of the Sims to household tasks and they will focus primarily on cooking and cleaning and making sure that when the things break down, they get repaired. There's a couple others and there might be more that I haven't discovered yet. I've got a household of four. Um, I've got two married couples living together in a house. Um. Uh, Wow, you really do play it like real life. (laughs) Yeah, I've got two married couples living together in this little house. Um, I'm designing a new house for them to buy and move into that's much larger and nicer. Um, And that's the third thing that I want to talk about. So, you know, first thing is that Sims can multitask. Second is that the AI is a lot better, gives you more options to control what they do so that you don't have Sims completely ruining everything that you have set up for them because the AI is dumb. The third thing is that the system for building, designing and building houses and properties is way better. Um, It's more intuitive. Everything works a little bit smoother. Even with just the base game, there are a lot more options in terms of decorations and paint colors and things like that. Um, It's a really well done system that doesn't break down as much as the Sims 3 did. Um, 
anyone who's ever used it, I, I don't really know how to explain it any other way other than it's the Sims 3 was really janky and it worked and it was fine, but because of some of those limitations of it being a 32 bit game, you only had, you know, you're able to use four gigabytes of RAM. Um, and the way that it would sort of preload everything, like you, if you started building a big house, the Sims 3 would just grind to a halt. And I haven't had that issue with the Sims 4. I'm building a two story house, uh, with a basement and it's going to have like a pool outdoors and like a big garden area and using some of the new stuff they've added, like, uh, like a amateur observatory and some other things like just thrown in there, not having any issues out of it so far. So those three things. Oh, also with the building system. So you can change property lots between commercial and residential and you can, your, your, your character. So in the Sims three, one or maybe some of the expansions were focused around owning businesses, but by default in the Sims four, your character can operate a business. I haven't figured out if you can buy property like business properties, but you can develop unused lots into businesses. And all you have to do, there's a big check down box. You can go over and you can say what type of property it is. And you can pick residential, commercial, public property. Um, there's one other. I can't remember what the other one is, but, and then if you pick, Commercial, you can say what type of property you want it to be. So you don't want it to be a gym. Do you want it to be, you know, a museum or a library? Do you want it to be some type of of store? Because you're, you know, you have always been able to sell items that your character makes or grows, be they paintings or custom music or um, uh, produce that you grow. In Sims 4, I don't know if there was one of these that exists in Sims 3 because there's so many expansion packs, but in the Sims 4, your character can also become a craftsman that does things like creates furniture um, and other sort of household items. So you can create a store that sells those items. And then, you know, you could do a coffee shop or a restaurant or a gym or whatever. You know, so there's all these categories for commercial properties, which I think is really cool. That's another thing I'm going to do is, is play with that system some more, but I've only messed with it a little bit. Um I haven't actually ran any of those properties. So overall, I think those things make the Sims 4 better than the Sims 3. I don't know how much base content has been added compared to when the game launched. Um, I have not felt a real lack of any content except that your Sims can no longer, unless this is in one of the expansions, your Sims can no longer own cars. And on the one hand, I get it because one of the, the main reason to own a car or a bike or something was in the open world, it might take your Sim all day to run, walk or run across town. And so you needed a car or a bike to be able to get through town quickly. It, you know, the Sims is modeled after America, after all, where there's no public transportation. Um, and that's not really an issue since you basically instantly teleport from one location to another. But I think it would still be neat as part of the experience to be able to buy and own vehicles again and i don't know if that's in one of the expansions or not i haven't really looked at any of them except for the star wars expansion so we're last week at time of recording um well i guess it was last wednesday but you know last week at time of recording was star wars day may the 4th and so on for star wars day the star wars uh dlc was on sale it's half off and so i bought that and have been playing around on the star wars dlc some 
And it's okay. The big focus, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff. You know, there's decorations you can get. You get a lightsaber and a blaster and droids and house decorations that are themed around Star Wars. Some of them some with some really interesting, honestly, kind of game-breaking effects. But, you know, it's The Sims. It's whatever. <clears throat> that All that stuff is fine. They really have focused hard on a story. So there are scenarios that in the Star Wars world and apparently in some of the other DLCs that you can do where that your sim goes and basically abandons their old life for a while to complete essentially quests. And in this case, they're Star Wars themed quests. And the Sims is not made for that. And they really suck. Because it's just a lot of clicking around and waiting for your sim to walk or run to wherever they're going. Isn't to, that the Sims? I Yes. You are correct. That is the Sims. But the thing is is that when it's kind of non-directive and you're just like you're you're doing all the stuff, that makes it interesting because it's like a life sim. But if you're going to make it more of a directed uh guided experience, there needed to be some more mechanics added to make it more than just like a really shitty like a point and click adventure game. So the quest rewards are neat, and if they weren't neat, I probably wouldn't be doing it at all. But you get lots of special Star Wars stuff from doing doing the quests. Like new like my sim is a pickpocket now because I the, I start there's three series of quests, and this is based on the new trilogy. So it's the first order, um, the resistance. And then just sort of pirates. I think they're called the scoundrels, which it has Hondo. If you're uh, Clone Wars and Rebels fans, Hondo's in it. Very cool. I like Hondo. Um, I don't know what that is. So yeah, he's the leader of the pirate faction in the game. And I'm like, oh hey, it's Hondo. Cool. Um, but anyways, one of the rewards you get for doing one of the first story missions is you get like a pickpocket skill. And it steals a hundred credits or simoleons. Yeah, hundred credits if you're in Star Wars land. Simoleons if you're playing just the regular Sims. You can pickpocket people. That's pretty neat. Um, there's other skills. Like I've looked up some of the content. There's some other skills that get, that get added, and you can bring over some of your Star Wars stuff. But I mean, it's fine. You know, if I had pay, paid the full like fifteen bucks for it or whatever, I would have been real probably a little miffed. But for like six or seven bucks, I was like, okay, there's some neat Star Wars content. I got all the Star Wars stuff. It's literally the only money I've spent on The Sims because I got it for free. Like, I'm I'm okay with this. But, you know, it's The Sims. There's a bajillion content. Or not content, there's, there's a bajillion DLCs. Pets and vampires and college and whatever. Like, I'm sure eventually they will do kind of like what they did with the Sims three is they will have like a, occasionally they'll do huge sales on it. They'll never put all the content packs together, but occasionally they will do really yeah, big that, sales. Yeah. The Sims two was far too good a deal to do that again. Yeah. So I'll, if I keep playing, I'll pick up a content pack here or there. It's on sale on steam right now, actually, but because they gave it away on the Epic store, this, there's nothing on sale over there. So or not epic shit. The origin. Mm-hmm. 
It's not on sale on Origin, so I saw it on Steam. I was like, oh, I might buy a content pack or two, and I go look, and they're not on sale, and I'm like, well, fuck that. I'm not paying full price for any of this shit. Yeah, especially when even on sale, it's oof, right? Yeah. Oh, no, they... I'm not sure if he still does it, but LGR used to do reviews on Sim uh, stuff, and it was glorious. Yeah. They One thing that they did do was they took out the weird Sim points store, which was the microtransactions that they added to The Sims 3. Mm-hmm. Um, they took that out, which I am glad of, but I am shocked. I'm sure that there's been something else that's been replaced with that I'm just not engaging with because I don't do any of the social yeah, stuff in called, the launcher. Yeah, it's called all the uh, stuff packs now. That's true. They do have a lot of, air quotes, stuff packs. Well, don't they have like three different levels of it now? There's like the full-on expansions uh, level stuff. There's the stuff packs and the content packs. Oh, sorry, the kits. So, okay, so from my understanding, they have essentially the expansion level stuff, which is like uh, uh, cats and dogs, for example. You know, the uh, the pet expansion, the university expansion, that sort of thing. Then they have the stuff packs, which are smaller, more focused on a particular theme, and have uh, usually a few interesting things, but more or less uh, a smaller, more condensed version of an expansion. Then they have the kits now, which are five bucks a pop, and they're even smaller versions of that. And it looks like they're going a lot more on the kit model. Yeah. So it looks like, <clears throat> yeah, expansion packs, you're right. Those are the big, air quotes, big DLCs. Game packs. I, That's what yeah, Star, season... the Star Wars thing was, was a game pack. Um, uh, well, I missed the pack, but, you know. Let's see. In the in that, there's game packs. There's Sims 4 Vampires, Strangerville, The Star Wars Journey, Spa Day, Realm of Magic. So these seem like kind of gimmicky things. Because like the Star Wars one is three areas, each one themed around each of the Star Wars factions that are in there. And the little mission systems. And items. So definitely not a full-blown like game expansion. But there's some stuff in there. You know, it's it feels a little, you know, meaty. And then there's stuff. The stuff packs, which are just like you said, like little add-on items, you know, furniture, clothes, um, you know, stuff. Yeah, then they have stuff, uh, the like bowling night stuff, <laughs> where somebody has it laid out. You get thirty-two new furniture items, uh, uh, bowling themed. One new floor tile, two new wallpapers, three hairstyles, seventeen clothing items, and the bowling activity slash skill for your Sims. Not gonna lie, I kind of want that. I like bowling. I've always enjoyed bowling. I'm not gonna buy it, but I I want it. Maybe if it was like two bucks, I'd buy bowling night stuff for two or three bucks. Mm. But the then ki- you get the the kits, which are more like uh furniture, uh, just yeah, of a particular theme and uh decor and yeah, uh, clothing. Yeah, without a. Uh, like an overarching uh, mechanic behind it. Yeah. Sucks, man. 
too expensive. Your shit's too expensive, EA. Or you don't want to spend 500, almost 600 bucks on uh, just DLC? No. I do not. Obviously not a FIFA player. Or sorry, uh, uh, FC club or whatever, right? Uh, Yeah. We're getting ahead of ourselves on that one. We are. But yeah, that's The Sims. Sims 4 is fine. You know, it's, I mean, it's on, let's see, it's on sale and Steam right now for, I think, four ninety nine. Hang on, Sims Four. Yeah, the Sims Four. The base game is four ninety nine. It's worth four ninety nine. Um, it did have a bundle with the uh, cats and dogs, so you could have pets. But that goes from four ninety nine all the way up to uh, almost well, low over seventeen bucks because you know the expansion's not nearly on sale. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> But yeah, four ninety nine. It's fine. It's worth four ninety nine. Um, or the di- what's in the digital deluxe edition? That's five ninety nine. What's in there? Uh, a laser uh, light show with decorations. Uh, looks like mostly cosmetic stuff. Okay. But you do get the digital soundtrack, so you can uh, have them uh, go woohoo, right? Listen to that shitty music. The Sims music is shitty. It's always been shitty. I turned the music off. Listen to my own music. But it's yeah. piece of background music. How about that? But I don't know why anybody would listen to it as a soundtrack. Yep. But yeah, this, The Sims 4, worth it at four ninety nine. If you look at the Digital Deluxe Edition, you're like, oh, that looks like stuff I'm interested in. It's worth five ninety nine. Maybe buy a DLC or two. Especially don't- if it's uh, uh, on something that you uh, enjoy. Yeah, you know, that's that's always kind of been the way to play The Sims anyways, though, is to buy the base game, buy the one or two expansions that you're interested in, and then just play it and enjoy it. I mean, truth be told, I mean, it's kind of a hard sell to me on each expansion being 20 bucks it, on sale, 20 bucks, I should say. Uh, But I would say the big ones would be like Seasons. Cats and dogs, so you'd have actual weather and changing seasons. Alright, pets. Then pick the expansions that are big for you. Yeah. Uh, the university, ooh, that has some harsh reviews on it. Uh, not nearly as good as the old university expansion looks like. Wouldn't know. Don't have it. Well, I'm just looking at the reviews on it. Yeah. I saw, uh, uh, this kit, and I misread it and thought it said uh, Lunchable Kit, but it's some sort of uh, fashion brand. Which, it would have been a lot funnier if it was all Lunchable stuff. It would have, yeah. You're right. But yeah, that's uh, that's The Sims 4. Yeah, just don't go too far down the rabbit hole on Satisfactory or The Sims, right? Like we did. It's 11.45. Granted, we yeah. had a lot of... of- uh, Franken recording before we get started, but damn, damn, right? Well, let's move forward. Um, well, I don't and, think we're gonna have to worry about uh, Scurvy Q this week. No, definitely not. But yeah, let's let's move forward to our first news topic, uh, which is kind of a, an amalgamation of a couple that I just said was Microsoft does neat things. So Microsoft did two neat things that we're gonna talk yeah. about. Yeah, the first one, I 
see, I thought I grabbed the uh, uh, Microsoft actually did one other one, which was uh, basically expanding upon the adaptive controller. And I thought I grabbed a link for that, but grab this instead, which is still neat. Uh, allowing essentially to make their digital only consoles slightly less digital only in theory. Yes. So if I understand this correctly, when I, when I read through it earlier, um, the digital only console will let you validate a disc, um, like with a code or something. And then you can have access to it if it's a game you've already purchased, or I assume also if you've purchased a game that is used or have had one given to you. Okay, that, uh, it's not quite that. Okay. It allows uh, it allows you, according to the patent, this is you know still early stages, uh, to read the disk on a drive on essentially the local network to validate it for a digital-only console. So, for example, let's say we have the Xbox whatever random number uh, they pull out of their ass next. I think the one S is digital only. Well, I was was saying, uh, since this is a patent, I'm going to assume that it's not going to be for this console generation, or it's going to be very late in it. So, I was going to go for the next console generation. Right, okay, fair enough. So, let's say we have the Microsoft uh, 3.14. 159. (laughs) Because it truly is endless. Indeed. Uh, And it's a uh, digital-only version of it. Yeah, they have the disc version, they have the digital version like they have for this one. And you buy a disc. If this patent is in play for that... uh, you'll be able to like put the disc in your computer to validate it through an app on the computer. And then it'll uh, sync to your account and you'll be able to play it as long as you have the disc in your computer, which leads to some interesting things. huh? Yeah. So I only skimmed this earlier. So I thought that you could validate it once. Uh, For me, from what my reading of it, it seemed like it was a a validation to activate it. Uh, So it puts the license in and then you have to have the disc again. Yeah. But I could be mistaken on that one. Let's see. Uh, uh, The second device may be uh, queried to determine whether the second device is able to validate the user's ownership of the electronic content. The second device is able to validate the the user's ownership of the electronic content. The first device is provided access to the electronic content. To me, that reads as... As long as you're able to read the disc, you have access to it. And in the moment you don't, uh, you lose access to it. But it's a bit different from having a key, which is yeah. a single-use item, and then you know, it's you know, discarded. Just slightly farther down, it says, Game Rants reporting highlights an important point, though. This patent does not specify whether or not a license would be temporary or permanent. So the, I, I, I would assume temporary. Yeah, I was thinking permanent validation, but I, yeah, after spending a few more minutes with it, no, that makes more sense, and they would just do it as a temporary validation. It is still a good workaround. I still think this is more of a positive thing than a negative thing. There are some other implications there, although I don't think they... Piracy will be an interesting one to deal with. Yeah. 
Uh, and I also do wonder. Uh, disc drives are going the way of the Dodo. So, uh, even, right, uh, with, uh, uh, you know, uh, computers in play, it's harder to find a computer with a disc drive. It's yeah. not possible, but, you know, once again, I'm looking at this, not for the current console generation. I'm looking at this, you know, five plus years down the road. What do, do pre-built systems come with disk drives now? Like, not like gaming pre-builds, but, you know, quote-unquote normal pre-builds. Let's... <clears throat> Alright, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged dad, l- literally. Let's say that I don't know anything about computers. I'm going to go over to Dell.com and I'm going to buy a computer. I need a new computer for my house. So desktop for home. I'm on, I'm on Dell.com. Dude, you're getting a Dell. Dude. All right. Let's say I don't know anything. So I'm going to click on the first one. XPS. Like, I mean, I know XPS is one of their, like, their mid to high tier PCs after they bought Alienware. Um... All of these computers are being sold with a disk drive. Is that optional, or is that just part of the the image they're using? Because all of the images have disk drives. As as middle aged, not computer savvy dad, I'm going to assume that they that it has. Okay, a disk well drive. let's just put it this way: I go to uh, Best Buy, P, uh, pre-built desktop uh, computers. First one, Dell uh, Inspiron thirty eight eighty. Has a disk drive on the uh, thing, but then you uh, click on it and you look at the fine print DVD drive not included. Yeah, it's it's on here on on the Dell dot com. Uh, you can add one for fifty bucks, but it's it's not included. Okay. Next one is a uh, CyberPower PC. Uh, let's just put it this way: uh, pre-built. Uh, uh, desktop computers, no filtering on it whatsoever, goes from you know, a fairly decent uh, low-range computer, or should, I should say low-medium range. I'm not going too heavy into the specs to really look. Uh, yeah. 790 bucks on clearance. Then they, the next one they show, or the next several they show, are over $2,000. <laughs> And not a drive, a disk drive in sight. A lot of RGB. Yeah. So, looks like on, on the Dell dot com. That's just that's what I'm gonna call it from now on. The Dell dot com. Oh, you truly are going clueless, that dad. You can. Uh, there are no included disk drives. They're all optional, at least that I can see. All right. Let's say I'm gonna get a laptop from the Dell dot com. Products, laptops. Oh god, there's so many. View all laptops. I'm gonna be an overwhelmed dad. I can tell you uh, just so, by so, looking that none of these fuckers have got disk drives in them. They're uh, too uh, thin. So so uh tell me, which one of these is made by Nintendo? I hear those Nintendos are real good. <laughs> yeah, I hear the Nintendo is good. Do you have the green Nintendo or do you have the the Nintendo that's got the P on it? Okay, let's have some fun. Desktop computers and all-in-one stuff. So an all-in-one uh, Dell uh, Inspiron 
uh, uh, with a uh, touchscreen. That doesn't look like it has a disk drive to me. <laughs> and you know, uh, these all-in-ones are like, you know, perfect for the boomers, right? Yes. Uh, l- let's put it this way. No, this uh, all-in-one uh, desktop does uh, not include a DVD drive. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, so... It, 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 it's a lot more rare than you thought it was, huh? Yep. It really is. I thought that, that you know, disk drives had gone the way of the Dodo for high-end stuff, but I was going to go look and find them in, you know, pre-built PCs for middle-aged people who don't know a lot about electronics. But no, they're all optional, at least on the Dell.com. Although I feel like that's probably pretty common everywhere. Regardless. Oh, now I'm looking at this uh, random one from uh, HP that yeah, it has a cutout for it, but I don't think it includes one without uh, yeah, having to uh, buy it separately, which, yeah, who's going to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, I've got an yeah. external drive. I bet a lot of people, a lot more people have those than, re- than we realize, but I've got an external Blu-ray drive. I have an internal Blu-ray drive that I killed the computer uh, installing at one point. <laughs> well, no, I, no, that was the fans. Never mind. I've got an internal Blu-ray drive in a box over there. I didn't put it in this new PC though, because I was like, I don't, I don't need that. Wow, well, this, not new, uh, but when I built this PC, uh, rebuilt it. Okay, so this computer has a terabyte M.2 uh, uh, drive. <laughs> I mean, that'll be quickly. It will indeed. Okay. So yeah, still, it's... I do think this is more positive than negative. I, I could also see uh, Microsoft selling a standalone drive checker, you know, uh, uh, for fairly cheap. And its whole and its sole purpose is to just read the disc enough to you know, see that you have it. Yeah. Which, that's also kind of sad. <laughs> I I mean I really could could see this being an app or something though. Like maybe not with the older games. Maybe with the older stuff you would have to put it in in a, a drive tray to validate it. But I could see just putting a little QR code on a di- one disc or you know on every disc and that you'd scan it with your app and it would validate it for X number of time and then you could play it. And while it was validated on one device all they would have to do is lock out that code so that it couldn't be validated for another device. Or if you did, it would switch the validation. And that would be their anti, oh, well, so, quote-unquote, anti-piracy measure. Well, since they specifically uh, mentioned the disk, though, that's why I'm assuming that, you know, uh, instead of doing a code of some sort, they would sell essentially a cheap, you know, DVD, Blu-ray, uh, uh, you know, gimped player. Uh, that would be able to check the code on the desk, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, Blu-ray drives would actually come way down in price. So, getting to the point where they could be an essentially a disposable thing, I could definitely see within, you know, the next decade. To the yeah. point that, yeah, you know, to the point that DVD drives are now, you know? Because... Uh, a DVD drive uh, is uh, external CD DVD drive from Amazon 
17 bucks consumer level uh, with USB plug-in. That is essentially disposable at that point. Yeah, they're very cheap. So but yeah, that was the first I, thing. Yeah, oh, I could sorry. definitely, I could definitely see them selling a external, uh, yeah, uh, hook into the network uh, drive to, if they want to, you know, use this for a digital console and have that entire package be cheaper than the, you know, DVD, whatever, you know, disc uh, uh, console version. Yeah. Um. Okay. The other thing that they did that was neat, um, Eve, that's Eve Online, and Microsoft Excel team up for spreadsheets in space. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of laughter about it, but I honestly think it's kind of cool. I agree with you. I think it's cool. Eve requires a lot of balancing of uh, uh, of resources and such. So... Having it where you get export into a yep. Oh, hey, I actually found a computer that has a built-in DVD drive. <laughs> Yay! It we took found me one. Th- it took me three pages to specifically find looking for it <laughs> without having to buy as an add-on. Sorry, I was still flipping through. Uh, but having uh all the information export it out and a. Not really an open format, but an easily convertible format because you know it's spinning it out as an XL file. So right, there's yeah. plenty of tools out there to be able to convert that to something more open if you really need you know, you know that. But having it where it spits out all the information in a very easy to read uh, uh, thing, I think this is a step in the right direction. And uh, I actually moved up talking about Satisfactory to you know kind of tie it back into this where. Uh, there's fan-made tools for Satisfactory where you can port in your uh, save file and look at the map and see what you've uncovered and see you know, all the nodes that you've uh, discovered and you know, resources that you've discovered and such. And get, kind of get a nice top-down look at everything without having... You know, uh, you know, being in the game because... Yep, the problem with a first person game like that is that, you know, it is first person. You don't get that, you know, look down and see, you know, oh, well, this is where my bottleneck is as easily. And, you know, one of the issues I was having was steel production and be able to look at the map and see, oh, I discovered this uh, node of uh, iron down south and I thought I had, uh, you know, I tiled all of them into this one uh, bus uh, to feed in these foundries. But there was this one node that I've uncovered and I looked at, but I didn't uh, uh, grab it because, uh, you know, whenever you ping uh, right on top of a uh, a mining node, it, you know, gets a little disorienting. So having the game actually spit out information, you know, in a format that I could look at in a third-party uh, thing would have been nice. And it would be nice to see more games do this. I do know that sim racers do it a fair amount for you know, you know the multi thousand dollar cockpit enthusiast level people, uh, you know for uh, their attachments and stuff. Yep. Uh, it would be nice to see it come down to you know the more layman, you know, be able yeah. to have it where the game will spit out you know even if it's just a, you know a giant PNG of the uh, the overworld map and and uh, a 
a list of what you're doing, right? Yeah. I will say that EVE Online and Elite Dangerous, off the top of my head, there might be some other games that did this, made it really easy for you to get information out of the game. Um, there should have just been no sort of like, yeah, you can get it as an Excel spreadsheet. You have to, you know, you have to use an API and some third party tool that someone developed. And there have been issues in the past with Eve in particular, where people created essentially bogus tools to steal information from players, um, <laughs> because that's Eve online. But, um, yeah, where being a dick is not only, uh, uh, happens, it's encouraged. It is encouraged, but in Elite Dangerous, for example, there's a big one that's like it helps you track your exploration and your map data. And I did uh, the last time I played Eve Online, or not Eve Online, Elite Dangerous. I did a, a massive exploration run to the center of the galaxy and then back to my sort of home base. And instead of using the in-game tools, which are fine, I used this tool that pulls a bunch of information from the API and then let me plan my map. And I could watch in real time. As I was going from system to system on my second monitor um, and plot changes to my route and update my exploration data on the fly with just a really, you know, that's a really useful tool. But right, that's like that brings in something else is games that don't use uh, multi monitor setups all that well. Yeah. So, um, you know, but you had to download a tool, you had to do mod, like, go in and um, edit just one file. And that's not a lot for someone like me or you, but, you know. Hey, you give me too much credit. I'm I'm using the uh, the Satisfactory Mod Manager because it gets a little complex trying to install them all. Yeah, I mean, fair enough, but still, you know, it's for someone who has no experience or who is really afraid to go in and alter their files, you know, like it, that's could still be really daunting. So just having it support of like, push this button, spit out this data. Helpful. That's helpful. So this is a good thing. I, but I do like, I just, I love the partnership. Uh, Excel and Eve, since Eve is spread, spreadsheet simulator of the game. But I mean, it's like peanut butter and jelly, right? Absolutely. Peanut butter and jelly, Eve Online, and Microsoft Excel. Bacon Let's and cheese. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, anything else you wanted to say about it? Not really. Okay. Um, our next news topic is the WWE signs a new deal, or signs a deal for a new wrestling RPG. Yeah, this uh, is either going to be terrible or amazing, and like I said before we started recording, there's no in between. Yeah, so I, I'm i sure, sort of by the law of averages, there has to have been a good or several good WWE games. I have just never played any of them. I mean, uh, honestly, a lot of the WWE games are very interchangeable, minus graphical improvements and you know, just the roster. Because you know, it's kind of the same thing over and over again, where it's the over-the-top fighting until, you know, right? Yeah. Uh, but, really, what they're, uh, you know, the, the big thing about wrestling isn't the fighting, it's the over-the-top you know, uh, storylines and all the over-the-top characters, which is 
somewhat portrayed in video games. But having an RPG, on the other hand, right? Yeah. They could go full ham. They could have the boss battles be absolutely insane, right? Yeah. Give them special... (laughs) Make the special moves, actually, like, you know, superpowers or, like, special Uh abilities or something. I mean... There is a very ch- uh, good chance that this is just going to be, you know, phoned in, very, you know, mediocre, uh, you know, essentially what they already do as a career mode uh, game. But then there's that possibility that they can lean into it, right? Yeah. I, I am not, nor have I ever been a big wrestling fan. I don't think it's, like, uh, bad. I mean, the industry is bad. The industry's hot garbage. Yeah, Most the, industries the industry, are hot garbage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was a fan back in the 90s, you know, teenager, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and it was also the Attitude Era where, yeah, it was way over the top. <laughs> I mean, it was, like, peak 90s, right? Yep. So... I haven't watched wrestling in you know a good fifteen twenty years, Pro- probably closer to twenty. Now that I think about it, so you know, whoever's wrestling now most likely don't know you know most if not all of them. So you know, I don't really have a character that I'm really looking for uh, forward to, but having you know kind of those wacky soap opera esque twists. And stories that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Basically, if they go full in and have it be cheesy, you know, yeah, have it be cheesy, have it be fun, have it be goofy. This could be amazing. If they try to play it seriously, if they try to you know make it be, yeah, no, no, this is a serious thing. This is a you know a completely straight. Uh, and narrow. No, it's go- it's going to be terrible. Yeah, there you're right. They're going to have to lean on the wackiness in order to make it, you know, truly viable. I think. And yeah, if they do, that would be great. I think you're right. I think that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just put it this way. Uh, I'm looking at a couple list of the best re- uh, WWE WWF wrestling games. And most of these are like, you know, the PS1, PS2 era. So they haven't had really a home run in quite a while, mostly because they started turning them out like EA does Battlefield. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, didn't they have to uh, cancel the one, not this year, but last year, because it was just so buggy that they... that just wasn't playable. And the year before that, there was severe issues. And uh, there was a save uh, wiping bug, I believe, if I recall correctly. Is that the one that was because um, something about Y2K stuff? Like they didn't actually fix that. Is that, is that that one? That's the only problem I remember within the last couple of years, but I don't really pay attention to wrestling games. I remember we mentioned it, and I'm blanking on exactly what it is. I think it was if uh, the it, it was a game. It was because the cl- 
I think it was because it wasn't a Y2K issue. It was because after New Year's, it, the game rolled. Uh, the game saw the time rolled over to before it launched. It would refuse to launch. That's it. Yep, you're right. Yeah. Which is why I was yeah. saying Y2K, because it was a clock-related issue. Mm-hmm. That's all my brain uh, would think of. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. now I'm trying to double-check myself, because, right? Yeah. You're good. Take all the time you need. And, and there's just so... Let's just put it this way. Uh, the, there's WWE wrestlers uh, coming out for video games very recently, so it's... Mm, right. Yeah. Uh, but it, it kind of clouds uh, searching for news about uh, WWE video game. But I'm pretty sure that was it. Or if, if that's not the issue, it was very similar to it. So, you know, th- they have had very interesting issues recently. Yeah. Uh, so there's also the possibility that, you know, uh, they release essentially a uh, Bethesda RPG. Oh, that was. That would be... No, yeah, I'd no, be into talk, that. I, no, I was talking about just, yeah, broken. Oh. Broke, broken, and I uh, hope the community fixes it. Right. No, I, I do think, back to your original point, I think that if it's going to work, they have to, uh, you know, they, they have to just lean into the silly aspects of wrestling. Yeah, which uh, Vince McMahon sometimes does and sometimes doesn't, right? Yeah. So, Fug Fans McMahon. Uh, <laughs> ready to go to our next topic? Well, hey, if you want to, right? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, but, 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 you, but you do realize that a- after it, uh, you know, he's going to pull off the mask and it's going to be somebody completely different, right? I know. It's going to be like The Undertaker. He's going to choke Amy or something. Oh, no, no. It's going to be James Stephanie Sterling, and then he'll choke Sam. Yeah. Oh, like, like, like you're a Tory. They can, they can choke slam me anytime. <laughs> Just mwah. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, so next news topic: EA and FIFA break up. Yeah. So uh, it's always so sad to see long-term couples break up, right? Yep. Yep. So sad. Mm-hmm. But. You know they're gonna divvy up the stuff, and we'll uh, we'll see what happens <laughs> afterwards. So th- this is actually a lot bigger news topic than I think uh, we're joking about, just because you know this is a thirty-year exclusivity deal that uh, has just ended. Yep. So and and also Americans certainly there are. Diehard football fans, football fans in the United States. As an American, I have to say it that way, as you well, well, well know. Well, let's put it this way. FIFA was number 12 in the U.S. for uh, games stalled on uh, consoles. Actually, that's really, really high. I, I suppose it's been growing in popularity over the last few years. Um, but anyways, you know, still, compared to in America, sports like you know, American football, basketball, and baseball. You know, I, I I know that the NFL is, like, top dog in the U.S., and I don't know what, how all the rest of them rank together, but 
you know, FIFA is not at the top. And I think people have focused on Madden and the NBA games over here for a long time. It's so I think this is a much larger news story than the average sort of American would think to look at it. Um, I mean, this is one of the biggest uh, sports games out there. Yeah, uh, let, let's just put it this way. Uh, the industry just, uh, tracking firm uh, MPD uh, put FIFA 22 right between Far Cry 6 and Minecraft. At number 12 in the US. Putting number yeah. one uh, with Call of Duty Vanguard and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Madden uh, NFL 22, which seems about right. Then Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, they combine those two. So, I mean, that seems about right to me. You know? Yeah. So, the reason that they're doing this, EA seemed to indicate early on that it was due to a licensing issue, um, but didn't really give any specific details, whereas FIFA has came out and said that they're expanding their license to more developers, meaning that they are no longer going to be working exclusively with EA. Um, FIFA or EA gets FIFA one more year. There's going to be a FIFA 2023? or yeah. yeah, 2023. And then after that, they will have... Um, FC EA Sports FC, which I guess would be FIFA Cup, uh, football club, football club. Oh, okay, football club. Yeah, remember they can't use FIFA. Right, you're right. You're right. That's the licensing issue. Uh, and mind you, okay, the FIFA name. Uh, whoever ends up, you know, be able to call it FIFA 24 or whatever. They're only going to have licensing for the FIFA name and the World Cup, according to yeah, the stories I've read online. EA has uh, brokered deals with all the different teams uh, to be able to use their licenses and uh, uh, everything uh, in the game. So whoever's buying into the FIFA you know, licensing deal is going to have a lot of work to do to be able to, you know, Keep up the yeah, keep the keep the football rolling, right? Maybe, although they might just transfer all those licenses over. I um, I, that, from what I understand, the FIFA deal is not a package deal for the football clubs. Oh, that's interesting. I in my head, uh, the what I was about to say, which I suppose that if that's you know if that's correct, then this won't be true. But the way that the um, so you know I mentioned the uh, podcast I listened to called Business Wars before. And a, a recent series that they did in the last few months was ESPN versus um, other sort of big news or big big cable networks and their sports stuff. And essentially, the way that ESPN managed to lock down the NFL for so long was they convinced them to do a package deal so that they had all the licenses for all the teams through the NFL. And so that was my assumption that it was just going to be well. If you got FIFA, then you got everybody. Well, uh, well, EA said in the announcement, alongside our 300 plus licensed partners across the sport, we're ready to take on global uh, football experiences to new heights. So that makes it sound like it's not a package deal. Maybe not. I mean, on the one hand, you know, good luck wrangling all of that. On the other hand, these are multi 
you know, hundred million or billion international corporations, like fuck them, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it also makes me wonder what's going to happen with the microtransactions, right? <laughs> are they going to get even worse, or are they going to get better? I, I I think I know the answer. I think it's going to get worse because you know, right? I think EA's football clubs will get worse. I think that the next, whatever developer gets FIFA next, will want to make a good impression, and so that they won't they won't be as bad for at least a year. Yeah, for at least one or two games, and then we'll see them probably ease you know their foot down on it. I mean, and that's the thing is that you know, give them an inch, and, right? Yep. Uh, and we kind of scoffed at sports games for quite a while, you know, uh, not not taking the attitude of they're not real gamers, but just you know, not for us. But this is a big deal. This is a uh, you know an absolute massive amounts of money being thrown around. Yeah, yearly. I don't think we've ever scoffed. I think scoffing is oh, uh, overlooked. How about that? Yeah, we've definitely said these are not for us. We don't pay attention to them. I don't think that's scoffing. That's just disinterest. But I mean, they always have been much larger than I think I realized. And you know, at least when I was a much younger gamer, I it, I mean, I did used to scoff at people who played sports games. Yeah, from but, the, yeah, from the sounds of it, it looks like. EA is gone essentially around FIFA and they're, uh, uh, they've brokered deals with the individual leagues and teams. So basically they cut FIFA out of their own game <laughs> and they'll probably have like the global cup or whatever instead of the world cup. Right. Yeah. Because like I said, from my understanding, that's what the big thing was with the FIFA license was getting the world cup, which, eh, right. Yeah. Well, once again, uh, that's the American in me talking. Eh, football. D- to be fair, I say that about American football as well. I was going to say, or, I say or, that or, about pretty much every sport. Or, or, or as I like to call it, uh, advertisements w- interspersed with a, uh, with a uh, game. True. Oh, it, I just cannot watch American football. It, 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 it's not because the players it's not because of the game it's because there's so much advertising it's like going on the whip without an ad blocker very true advertising every single uh uh thing and then uh the the instant replay is sponsored by right yeah oh so speaking of sponsored by (laughs) i don't sure square enix embraces Embracer group. That feels so weird to read. Oh, uh, it sounded better when I typed it out. What can I say? Yeah. Uh, maybe I maybe I maybe I should have been like Square Enix has embraced the Embracer group. Uh you need to go figure out who the fuck, right? Yeah, I'm 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 reopening it, all the links. It, it, it's a holding company. Yeah. Uh, I they're, mean, they're the ones that bought Gearbox. But Square Enix sold sold their IPs for pennies. They went very cheap, shockingly cheap. 
And from the sounds of it, uh, there's one of these uh, crystal dynamics at uh, Eidos will break even until new games at, at release. It sounds like Square Enix has been siphoning off money. Because there's no way that they uh, have been running things this poorly. I mean, I realized the Avengers game was hot garbage. It was hot garbage before it even released. But they make it sound like they were barely getting by with uh, everything, which is just mind-blowing with you know, the IPs that they had. Uh, I yeah. would believe that they were just barely getting by because they had been, had been like, they were complaining the, about how much they were struggling with, you know, millions and millions of copies of, like, Tomb Raider sold and, and whatnot. I think that they're just very poorly managed. And this goes to show how poorly managed they are because they not only did they sell off all of their all of these IPs like if they if they had to sell some IPs in order to keep the company afloat to try some kind of new strategy new developments new whatever's fine like companies do that all the time and nobody pays attention or gives a shit but they sold the farm to buy magic beans because they invested in NFTs, baby. Or oh, they're investing in NFTs, blockchain, and AI. Just as the market on the NFTs and cryptocurrency is taking a big nosedive. Yeah, yeah their, their CEO has this sick obsession with uh, the blockchain. I, I, I bet you he has a lot of bored monkeys, right? And that's, I bet. Probably, that's probably where all the bunnies gone to, right? Yep, he joined the the board ape yacht club, or so, bought the I, whole club or something. Which, I, I, which I do have another article in this as well, asking uh, will Sony uh, swoop in and grab Square Enix, which is an interesting take on things, considering they've been yeah you know, doing essentially you know, a fire sale, right? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Sony or somebody else did, and we just haven't heard about it yet. Or, yo, it's behind the scenes still. Because that's the thing, right? Yeah. I just... I can't... I honestly really struggle to believe this. Like, obviously, it's real. I believe... You know, I do believe it. I'm so used to... Okay. let Let me back up a second. I'm not ever surprised whenever a company does something that's shitty or or scammy to its but, but, to its customers stupid. yeah they, but usually even if the decision like is a you know what i think of as like a bad decision like they're calculating like how much money can we make is it worth it to do this or that like how you know show me the money and cryptocurrency and nfts are not where the money's it's where the money's at if you were one of the very first people and now you've cashed out and you've grifted everybody else it just is amazing to me that that you know the CEO or the board or you know whoever all who all the people involved in approving these decisions were like yes let's do this let's invest in a scam like i guess that although you, know, uh, you there can are you some- can are there, although there are some places that are claiming... No, they totally are uh, selling off everything to invest in NFTs, right? Yeah. I guess you can grift a rich fool as much as you can a poor one. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's been a focus of their Western stuff. So 
you know, Deus Ex, Tomb Raider. Uh, alright, there, there's a list on here of, uh, who got what. And I'm struggling to find the actual <laughs> list now. Um, is it the Verge article? Square Enix is selling Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, and its Western Studios? Yeah, I think so. Let's see. Square Enix is selling off its three major Western game studios along with the associated video game properties, which include big name titles like Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, and Thief. Um, in total, Embracer is acquiring Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal, which amounts to 1,100 employees across three studios and eight global locations. Uh, Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, Legacy of Cain along with 50 back catalog games mm-hmm. among uh, uh, among other well, games does, that are already in development. We'll actually uh, see Deus Ex uh, you know, rebooted again and actually get a complete story, right? Yeah. Alright, so here's at least uh, a look, few more yeah, games. So yeah, Hitman, look, Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, the Marvel games, Hitman. Uh, just uh, calls it staying with Square Enix. Okay. And, as is Life is Strange. And Outriders, uh, whatever the, Outriders is. Uh, that was their shitty ARPG, wasn't it? Shit, dude. I don't. I don't know. Out. Let's Google it. Outriders. Uh, online co. Online only cooperative action role playing third person shooter. Hmm. Well, <laughs> from Forbes. Forbes. Outriders reveals it did not make a profit all year as World Slayer expansion looms. That's a Forbes article from four days ago. Doing great, Outriders. Yeah, Keep let's on, put it this way. On. Mixed reviews, 58% on Steam. Uh, yeah. All right, now I need to go Steam charts. Uh, Outriders, Steam charts. Ooh. Ouch. Uh, playing uh, number as of 25 minutes ago, 738. Well, that's... Honestly, more than I expected. An all-time peak in the last 24 hours of 1,307. All-time peak, I'm assuming either a launch or beta, was 125,000. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. April yeah, April was the all-time peak of 125,000. The next month, they lost 80% of their player base. And from June 2021 to, yeah, today, they've only had one month where they've had more than 10,000 people at peak. And I'm assuming that was a big patch, and, you know, they immediately lost that again. So that's DOA. The big one, though, the big one that nobody seems to be talking about out of all this, Sleeping Dogs. I've seen this one brought up... Uh, several uh, places, and nobody seems to be saying exactly who got Sleeping Dogs or the Marvel games. Yeah. But, let's be honest, I don't really give a shit about Marvel. Sleeping Dogs, on the other hand, was uh, amazing. Well, for the time, at least. So, you know, having a chance to actually get a sequel uh, with a group that actually will, you know, Manage the company well. Ugh. Yeah, I really dislike the uh, holding company idea and you know having everything consolidated. But sometimes you get these uh, companies that you know get too big for their britches, and 
you know, go all in on NFT and blockchain. So, maybe this is a good thing overall. I mean, okay, I shouldn't say good thing. A less bad thing than letting Square Enix do their thing. How about that? Yep. I mean, Square Enix wasn't doing anything with a lot of or not doing well with a lot of these. So, who knows? Maybe it will be a less bad thing. Why not? Because I'm just... There there was a big backlash early on in the year when uh I think it was the CEO was uh uh going all in on NFTs already. Yeah, you know, trying to get people to buy in. Yeah, I remember earlier this year when he when they released that press release or that memo or mm-hmm. whatever it was. So it it shouldn't be surprising, but at the same time, right? Yeah. It's it's beautiful though. It's mm-hmm. just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and Embracer Group is starting to get yeah, uh, to be a kind of a crazy consolidation of things going on. Perfect World, uh, well now Crystal Dynamics, uh, Edos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal. Uh, they have Beam Dog, which is uh, um, Neverwinter Nights, or, or I should say the remake of it. And the remake of Baldur's Gate, and yeah, right. Yeah, I'm just kind of flipping through their holdings, and it's just, damn. Looks like my Steam library. <laughs> right. Uh, they have 3D Realms, which yeah, back in the day, right. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're doing anything nowadays, but yo. Know, once again, you know, a legacy name that they could attach things to, right? Yeah. Oh, they're I, the group that got Zen Studios. Remember uh, Pinball FX? And my, oh, yeah. Uh, they're them. Ah, uh, okay. So that that less reassuring, right? <laughs> less reassuring, but you never uh, know New what could happen. In, New World Interactive. Even uh, if they did something, like, really <laughs> shitty, I don't know how it could be worse and like yeah i know don't tip fate whatever like mm-hmm. fuck it well they also have coffee stains so bring it back around to satisfactory right <laughs> didn't know they had coffee stain satisfactory is good so yeah that was know. well one of, the, one, of the, one of the early a- acquisitions let's put it this way they bought coffee stain for three uh 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 34 million almost 35 million mind you it's Square Enix, yeah, a uh, hundred times uh, more. I mean, we are talking Tomb Raider here, right? Yeah, and that's the other thing is I'm looking at some of these values on the acquisitions, and it still feels like yeah, uh, Square Enix must have some really shitty management. Either that, or they have like Hollywood booking. You know, why not both? I mean, we talked uh, quite a bit uh, whenever they originally talked about uh, uh, after the last Tomb Raider game of the uh, trilogy that, you know, it was a disappointment because it only sold like 8 million copies or whatever it was. Yeah, that's that's what I was talking about. What was their target? It was like 10 or 12 million. I think it was 10 million copies. Yeah, it was just a stupid high number. And it makes me feel like there's like some 
money laundering going on in the background. There has to be something shady. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we don't have any evidence of that, but I wouldn't be surprised in the least. That's just, that's what so many, if not all of these corporations do. Or not corporations or maybe the people at the top of the corporations like they just they just do whatever they want fuckers yeah they got a gearbox for 1.3 billion right yeah i wish i had 1.3 billion dollars i wouldn't have it for very long (laughs) i would do a lot of shit with 1.3 billion dollars send glare bombs to half of congress absolutely yeah, I would do some frivolous shit with it, and that would be part of the frivolous shit. I would spend one, you know, if I had $1.1 billion, I would spend $1 billion of it fixing problems with with lots of things and places and people. And then, hmm, I wonder know, how much it would be for uh, a cargo plane full of manure to dive bomb certain politicians' houses. Dude. <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat. Even if it was a million bucks, I'd, I'd have a hundred million left over. Like we're we're good, we're golden. Let's do this. Let's be gay and do crimes. The the airplanes just fluorescent rainbow colored. Yes, and because I was rich, I'd get rich people justice, so I'd be okay. I could do crimes and get away with it. Yeah, but see, the thing is, you're not Republican. But I'm still rich. It doesn't matter if you're Republican or not. If you're rich, you get rich people justice. I would be rich, so I could get rich people justice. Yeah, but it'd still cost you a lot of money. Well, if I've got $100 million, I think I'd be okay. I mean, yes, I know, compared to governments, that's nothing. Yeah. But I could I could hold out in court. Well, it also, for, what, else, what also depends on who you piss off, right? Let it, This is me. Let's be clear. I'm going to piss off a lot of people. And the wrong people. A lot of the wrong people. Because, let's be honest, you'd break it. But yeah, we we both got quiet there for a minute, so unless you were just, like, intently reading something. Well, I was trying to find uh, a list of all their IPs, you know, or what games that they have. But it just, you know, everything's so focused on the Square Enix stuff that it's hard to find an overarching one. But, yeah, I mean, right? Yeah. So, I'm assuming you don't want to do a doobly-doo. No. It's <laughs> almost, it's getting pretty close to one at this point. It's 1240. Yeah. So, but, hey, Rage, where can they uh, where can they find us? How can they get in contact with us if they well, want to? Well, you can do so by going over to vjobpodcast.podbean.com. Uh, click uh, the Discord over there. You could uh, uh, send us an email over at VGL Podcast. Or you could tweet us, VGL Podcast, on the Twitter. At least as long as that doesn't turn into much of a dumpster fire, we stick around there. Because, ooh, right? Yep. But for now. Yeah, for now. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, getting like running out of steam. So, uh, I've been caffeine rage. You can find me on Twitter occasionally, uh, tweeting, uh, game with CR. You've been, I've been me, Jared. You can find me on the Twitters for as long as we're still there. at JMA four seven zero seven. You can find me, uh, 
playing in tabletop games over at twitch.tv slash runic arts. Um, playing uh, a crazy vampire man who an evil vampire man or playing a uh, running a Battletech themed game. Uh, you can also be, you know, chat with me if you hit us up on Discord or whatever. And as we scroll all the way back up to the top of the show notes, uh, once again, you can reach us, feature our podcast at tbound.com with your letters for some of those game-related topics. Tweet into us, feature our podcast, or drop out the Discord, which can find a link to that over at vgopodcast.podbean.com. And if you wish to share the love, you can find us on your podcatcher of choice. Our lovely, lovely patrons have made this brand as possible. You can find out more about that over at patreon.com slash Podcast. Our intro downtown music is on the ground by Kim McLeod. You find his work over at incomputech.com. And as always, as his lovely music starts to roll across my voice. Bye-bye now. See ya. Bye-bye.